each other like we're <laughs> we're in the honeymoon stage Hear me? Yeah. Uh, 
hear me? Hey. Okay, perfect. We can move. Alright, so finally turtle. <laughs> Y'all already know who I am. Uh, this is Joel. My brother's name is Joel. Yeah, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> uh, well, um, now that I'm being heard, thanks for sabotaging me, Eddie. That's, uh, that's what I do, man. Uh, any, <laughs> anybody who keeps uh, asking me to do this stuff, that's why I'm here. Oh, yeah. Blame the Super guy. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm good, man. Uh, working, working, you know, my ass off on the Grimdark box, and been building a bunch of models, trying to build at least my pile of shame so that it's not just some fucking boxes. But you know, doing good. How about you? Yeah, no, I've uh, I've just been working on a, a lot of stuff with my uh, my gun capability at the moment. OSL is hard. Like, OSL is... To me, OSL is one of those games, and it's important to me because I'm a pretty shitty painter, so when, like, I can do something half-decent, like OSL, or, like, that's it, uh, you know, like, OSL, stuff like that, like, I really try and capitalize on it and make it a centerpiece, but, I mean, you're a great painter, and that's not just kissing your ass. Uh, all the critique that I've given you <laughs> over the last few years... <laughs> I'm sure will uh, show everyone that I'm not just kissing your ass and we can talk about that, but, um, you know, like, with OSL, it's, like, non-metallic metal, it's, like, you know, all these other skills, right, you just kind of gotta learn, you just kind of gotta learn how to do it, and once it sort of clicks, like, oh, this is OSL, this is non-metallic metal, this is whatever, this is texture on, you know, leather textures and fur texture, all this shit, like, once you get it, you kind of get it. like me with doing the same thing with my own work yeah once i sort of like figure it out and like get the hang of it then uh it's like putting time into it And like with the uh, like with the OSL, like it's just a great example, you know. The it's OSL is really weird because you have to control temperature using light and using well, just color, right? Um, like one thing I really like to do on my OSL is use um, excuse me, use like different types of textures, like different 
blocks in certain areas, not in other areas, because it gives more easy reflections and stuff like that. Like on the older parts, I usually do it more glossy. On the inner parts, I actually do it more matte because because of the intensity of the heat. To me, it seems like oh yeah, it'll be like it's so burning hot that it would uh, absorb that sort of any reflective surface. Um, it's just one of those things, right? No, and it's like like I'm not any sort of like master like even you know I'm looking at putting up my stuff right now and it's like all the stuff on there is like decent right like the effects on the cloak and stuff like that on the bird like they're decent they look pretty good um from far away they look even better well and that's but, the thing that uh, you always forget especially if you're trying to do video you're in the sky you're not really also matters too with um sorry i'm gonna cut you off but like with and we'll talk about it later because like the coolers opening up and i don't want to leave shit in there it's not really a secret the diorama like we'll, we'll get into that um you know we'll talk about it in more detail later but you know the issues that i've had with making them all right like you know the consistency and and the like how they look shit like there's been a lot of sort of fuckery with them for lack of a better word like messing around with everything and trying a billion different schemes and like it matters what the individual model looks like and that when you're doing something of that size like the size of this diorama it's like you don't want it to be that but at the end of the day it still matters yeah right? yeah like it's like when you
This one. The first uh, dead note I ever painted. For those of you that don't know who Jack Dead Knot's up there. Dead Knot Punk. Dead Knot Punk. I broke my door. And she's like, what do you mean? Like, like, well, I want to go through the door. And there's literally two in the basement. There's two. Like, on the power line. Oh, yeah. Right there. Fucking stupid. Put her on the power line. She's like, she's like, I need to get the fuck out of there. (laughs) So I was like, okay. The following night, I brought her some clothes. Even like, yeah, like even with uh, leveling and shit, like this model, like it was a very poorly painted model. This was just a metallic ball brush and me. Like that was the first time I'd ever weathered anything with that model, and it was just kind of like, I don't know, I did it. This is one of their new dead knot updates. It's very funny. You can see right behind me. I don't know what's that. That's the Black Templars box. Um, that the Donnelly box. So this is the dreadnought out of that. Like, you can see that it's just destroyed, and literally with bullet holes, messed up. But that's just, that's my personality, right? Like, that's, that's the way I paint my fucking canvas. Like, like that's, yeah, and that's my story. That's what I like to do, because I didn't really ever see, I saw people paint in scratches and paint on damage, and I'm like, that's really cool. But what if you just, like, I'm not that good. I tried I tried doing that and I tried painting on those scratches and I tried painting all that stuff, but I wasn't good enough. Like and that's not like a negative thing, but I was a new painter. I'd never really painted before. Um I wanted my models to look cool and how did I give them effects? I just used what I had. I just put a fucking knife and went at them. You know? Like um, like me and my like stupid Fuck you to the world. It's fucking slap in the dick. <laughs> you know, it's whatever. It works. It really works. works. Even though the model is not supposed to look like that, I was like, oh, fuck.
I mean, Oh no, the um, is that what the Achilles or whatever it's called? Well, oh, I mean, I, I like that. No, man, like the contender is such a good. This is just like this was, this was my first ever deadline that I finished and painted. Uh, I actually, the picture you're showing now was its first scene when it was for, like, my first sort of custom chapter that I was doing was, it was abandoned very quickly. But I did this one. This is actually going to be donated to that charity thing that PSK is doing. Oh, great. Uh, this is the model that I'm, I'm, I guess it's giving away, but, like, doing with that charity thing. Yeah. Um, but, so it's a, it's actually a Dark Angels armor, like, with the green and shit. But, um, like, with this model, it's very simple. It's got this, and, I mean, the, the markings on the model, like, it's got the scroll work and stuff like that, but there's nothing really fancy. But that blank space, like, I've got, I just bought a Razorback because it, I fucking love Razorbacks. I think they're cool. And, honestly, though, for, like, 40 bucks, why not? I mean, great, why not? Um... It's soft, very big. Yeah. But, like, there's some great upgrade shit on there, like, that you can get, like, with the big Aquila pieces, and, like, you can use so much stuff. And I'm lucky because my guys are, like, Templars or whatever in my custom chapter. So, like, with all the new Black Templar shit and all that stuff, like, upgrade schools on which by the way I didn't like the new upgrade school. I thought it had a lot of like cool stuff. I liked it. There was a lot of cool stuff, but it was very like it was very focused around the uh the neophytes. Like the guys with the the jack dudes with the bare arms. Um the like initiator or whatever the fuck. And I really liked them, but the only neophytes that I have are in the Black Templars box. I've only gotten Sword Brethren and stuff because I really like that, like, big, bulky, like, Gravis armor. So, well, you know how much I like, um, Holy Fire. So, no, not Sword Brethren. Um, Blade Guard. Like, knights and everything like that. Like, Space Knights are really cool, and then the whole idea of the Templars and stuff, like, the lore for me was so cool that I just bash them together and make my fucking custom chapter. Um, so I don't love the neophytes because they're not really like like big and scary. It's, they're, they're like scouts. I mean, they're just cooler scouts. They're camera scouts. They're less scary. Which is cool, but I like Sword Brethren though. It's just my go-to thing. Yeah, I just Just 
more detailed, more flamboyant space rooms. Right. But that's the thing, it's like the writing on that one is all It's pretty fucking detailed, though. Compared to like yeah. it's just Odie's is compared to like a standard Garrick. Yeah. Like well, I guess with the honestly, I I'm not gonna believe it. are fucking sweet, though. Well, this is also... Playgirl helmets are my favorite, because they look like a shit grumpy mode. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't like painting or anything, but watching it be completed is definitely good. Army painter, he painted for others. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. All right, an army painter. Not running the world down the toilet. Man, yeah. army painter. That's gonna be some fucking insane shit. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, let's go into some of the tech and gameplay. Uh, what do you see so far? Um, I guess it includes paint or like. Yeah, no, no, no. It's basically stuff that you use in the action. So, okay. as an example, for me, one of my biggest interests and favorite bonuses is the turret. I don't do transfers, so I'm fucking lazy as shit. Um, I don't do anything with that because it's stupid. Okay. Favorite tool in the hobby? Well, fuck three, because I'm not going to order them, because I already have enough time to eat, so I'm going to fucking include fucking four things, so that's okay. Number one, washes. I love washes. These are my washes. Well, no. <laughs> this is what I had at hand. I mean, actually, I also have cream shovel washes, but yeah. But washes, contrast paints, very clear paints. Um, I think that a lot of people have that opinion. Oh, this is a beginner tool to help you get definition, yada, yada, yada. I don't fucking care. Um, washes have been used for the last however many thousands of years people have been painting. Um, it's just 
like, they're just a tool in their arsenal that I think that so many people stop at panel lining, so many people stop at the basic, you know, oh, I've got a fur texture, wash, dry brush, wash, dry brush, whatever. There's so much more you can do with them. I would say 90% of my painting is some sort of wash consistency paint. And that is, don't look at the old ones, that hurts. It physically hurts me. No, I'm kidding. I think it is. I think it's JL Derek I love this. Um, yeah, washes, contrasting. I mean, uh, the term like wash means is a very general term. Like if you look at GW washes, they're actually shaped. And I actually I appreciate them saying that because to me, contrast paints are more of a wash than shades are. Yeah, because um, contrast paints. You're more pigmented, yeah, and, and that to me is like, that is what a wash is, in sort of fine art, from what I understand, I'm not a fine artist, not even a fucking artist, um, but you know, like, that's from what I understand is a wash, so, we'll get to it later with the box and everything, but that sort of goes into there. Second, tool my top three would be a dry brush, whether it's a makeup brush, whether it's a dedicated dry brush, anything. I think there is so, so much you can do with, yeah, with dry brushes, and that's more than dry brushing, and I talked about it really early on in my Instagram, I was almost going to say career, but fuck, that sounds stupid. Um, but, but it is, though, like, if you want an artist to just leave a painting and know that it's a journey, and it's not a career, and that's a fucking Fucking Lord knows. Yeah, but I talked about it, <laughs> I talked about it like early on in that, and I'll talk about it with you a bunch when I get back into painting, hopefully at some time this decade, um, is that with dry brushes, they're more than just, oh, I can edge highlight things that are sticking out, or I can do fur texture easily. That's a very, very limited way of thinking. That's sort of like, to me, that's very much thinking, oh, I can... Glazes are just good for hard things and
Yeah. So most people wouldn't have a wall up. They'd have a little bit of space in between. Yeah, man, this is the perks of living in the country. You just <laughs> yeah, get peace and quiet, and every so often the whole fucking world just implodes. And
Yeah. Let's try to let's see if she actually does it. Oh yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. I thought that has a lot about it, like, uh, for people who don't know, Azrael Grim, Grim Grips, I mean, he's had a podcast about him, so, but I thought they had a lot about it, and they're really fucking badass, because, like, they're, like, they're great, they, it, like, we've talked about before, I'm a gigantic fan, and holding miniatures by the base is just extremely painful. Yeah, I know, you fucking make me jealous, Jasper. Um... Oh, don't worry about that. I I paint I paint like this. Like I move the model at oh, the same the, time. The, the yeah, yeah. The uh, the orangutan. But no, I don't know where we got to. It was kind of a top three hobby products. I thought Are we were still on out. that question. I don't know, buddy. So we're <laughs> thirty three minutes into this fucking shit show. <laughs> I hope people are enjoying it. Oh man. If not, if not, I'll never be here again. So please don't destroy my dreams, everyone. But um, yeah, this this is a tryout. You guys don't look for us. Oh, I'm fucked. Yeah, send send him uh, send him hate mail. Hate mail at JL Paints Minis. Send me all your hate mail. See, I'm jealous of our Discord because I can see the progression of these things from the time you did it. I get nothing posted. Go ahead, hurt me. Oh my god, uh, not that bad. Alright, what's your third favorite hobby product? Um, shit. Uh, I don't have it here, but Airbrush. Um, I, I really like the Airbrush. I just hold up my desk fine and, um, symbolize, but yeah. I just call them the Airbrush Remrewada, which is really awesome. Um, yeah, very, very exciting. It's, it's the HCP plus, or I don't know, they use fancy words. Yeah, they use, they use like the Hunter. Yeah, I'm fucking lazy dumb, but, um, they're like Badger, where it's like, fuck Sergar, Patriot. <laughs> Patriot, <laughs> um, Soldier Boy. Yeah, so like, I got the Iwata, which is really exciting. I got... Like we talked about before, I'm a shit painter, but I really like like Marcel and doing stuff like that. That's, um, you know, I don't want to say advanced, but has cool effects and is hard to do. And you have a twenty five dollar Amazon special uh, airbrush. Yeah, that's what I have. Yeah, and, and I still use it. Like uh, when I'm doing all my testing for all the products right now, I'm testing them all the products with both airbrush and brush. Um, Are you to, testing with no, I'm just, uh, no, no, I'm not testing with the Iwata. Um, same with the, uh, listen, there's nothing wrong going through the Iwata. It's just cleaning it is a fucking huge pain in the ass. Like, that's genuinely the reason. Oh, unbelievable. The Badger, um, honestly, like, I'm so, like, so honored that you did that because I'm, I'm so hyped that you did that. putting in darkest and lightest and everything. Like, 
I mean, the, uh... Yeah, I like the eye water is really... It's not hard to clean, but taking, like, the, uh... The needle out, shit like that, to clean it, it's like... I just don't really want to, because I'm running a decent amount of shit and different colors and all this stuff through it, and honestly, I don't want to take the time to clean it, so I'm like, just fuck, boom, black water, blah, 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 blah. I don't need that, just, you know, go through. Um, but, I mean, I have run washes through the Iwata, and they run perfectly, or, like, my washes through the Iwata, and they run perfectly. Um... But yeah, uh, airbrush is my third favorite. That was my third choice. That's the question. It's fucking on pass right here. What's the third one? Okay. What's the third one? Or second? <laughs> Alright, let's just start with COVID. How'd you get COVID? Yeah. Um, well, like a lot of other people, uh, COVID, um, came home, I... Like, right now, I'm a college student. I'm finishing up my... I'm going to be going and finishing up my last semester. Um, before that, I was in university. And I ended up dropping out of university. I was in a program that I fucking hated uh, as a philosophy. And, like, I don't hate philosophy at all. It's very interesting to me. But just didn't work. And so I came home. I was working for a semester. COVID hit. Came home. And was playing video games and just being very, very unhealthy and very bored and, like, I don't want to say mentally unhealthy, but, like, it's kind of what it was. Like, there's no real outlet. Like, it was just sort of playing video games and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, I was bored. And when I get bored, I get really, like, fussy and I get 
fucking hate it. Um, it's true. And, and so I went on and I saw... Something about 30 gifts. I think it was like one video. Uh, I watched it and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I went on, on the wiki and Google Wiki. Sorry about that. Um, so yeah, I went on. I saw the wiki. It was about Horus. So I read the Horus wiki, and I thought Horus was fucking sweet. I still think he's sweet, and I would debate this to the end of the earth because I don't know. I just think he's cool as shit. Um, read that, and then got um, I got an, a Dungeons and Dragons book model. The only I've ever painted was my third grade, and then the second model I ever painted. I got a bunch of school. How's that? Okay, sorry, sorry guys. This model, this is the first model I ever painted. Just a little space marine and like keel and oval because. And why not? Um, got like the army painter starter set on Amazon and just absolutely spiraled from there. Yeah, so that's basically how I got started. No, my first paints that I got were Vallejo. It was the Vallejo like basic set. Um, yeah, I just saw it on Amazon. It was like forty bucks, which now I see that and I'm like, holy shit, that was a steal. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know the whenever I look at like I know you mentioned like the Amazon Yeah, see the Amazon fucking hates you. <laughs> no, this is real. Let me find it here. <laughs> Thanks for supporting us. You can spend fourteen dollars a year and still not get this. <laughs> All right, so yeah. number two. Do you have a game that you would like to play? I'll name three. First one, and I hate I hate to say this. It hurts me to say this. But you. Um, <laughs> no, literally. So, when I think about people that influence me and stuff like that, like, you were the closest person to me in the hobby. Like, we talk every day. We talk about our hobby. We talk through old things. So, I mean, I think it would be stupid to say not you. Like, I got you to do fucking weathering, and you somehow convinced me to do glazing and blending. So, you know, you had a massive impact on my hobby. And I'm trying to make this sound like I'm not just kissing your ass. Um, but, like, you've had a no, huge no, impact. Clear, clear the air. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, you've had a massive impact on me and my hobby. So, And then also I see the shit that you put in, and it's just objectively ridiculous. 
captain. Uh, like that jet bike captain. I, I always thought you were a great Daniel, but when you put out that jet bike captain, I was like, okay, now Ted is like a great painter. Like, I never considered you one of the best painters before that, I'm just being honest. Like, yeah. one of the best painters I knew before that, but after I saw that, I was like, okay, this is next level enough with all the technical stuff that's very good, like great, in fact, but the creativity behind it, behind the scene and all that, that's what really made it so beautiful. Um, so year one, if I had to think of another, I'd probably say Dusty. Um, yeah, sorry, Dusty Payne Parsons, Niall Hall. He's an amazing, amazing human being. One of the funniest dudes in all of the hobby. He's hysterical. Like, he makes me sound like I'm, like, a little turkey boy with his potty mouth. Like, it's <laughs> unbelievable. Um, but I did an interview with him, like I did an interview with you, um, for the box, for whatever the school project. And it was just, I, I knew, I had followed him. He was, I believe he was the first person I ever followed in my believe he was like on my i have a personal account as well which i'm not going to share because i don't want it doesn't inform anybody near me um but like i still follow hobby people on there from when it was literally just me looking at warhammer stuff and being a school and he was the first person i ever followed from the hobby and like his sculpting ability his his create you know what one of the things that made me really fall in love with his work was the he made a mini diorama it wasn't even a diorama it was a model of the emperor from this old like 1990s artwork um it was it wasn't a great paint job like i don't want to say it wasn't great it was good for like what the time he was you can obviously tell he's become a much better painter um and this isn't shitting on dusty at all but like it wasn't even that the paint job was some outstanding amazing feat it was just so fucking original and so out there like i've never seen anyone do it's just it blew me away so definitely dusty and the last person man it's it's hard to say like i've talked to like so many well you know like i've talked to everybody um i think the person who got me into the community stuff and made me realize like how vast the sort of community is and like how big and like great the community is would be um Cripster Nerd, like Oz Paterno or Paternot, sorry, I don't know how to pronounce the fucking name of that dumb goldfish. Um he's just he's such a good guy. <laughs> like he's he's like I did an interview with him. I also did an interview with him. And he's just a fucking dude. And he is always willing to chat. Like I got like when I asked him to do the interview with me, I had like 300 something followers. And I mean, I have 600 now and I'm not big shit, but you know, like the guy's got well over 10,000 and, um, but it, it doesn't matter. Like, he's just like great ambassador for the hobby, a great human being and really like sharp, sharp painter. Like I'm not a big fan of the GW style. We've talked about this. Can we talk about more? Um, you know, the heavy metal style, like, for me isn't it's always good to see and always cool to see but it's not something that really strikes me but even that like his 
his thinking, like, it was, it's so clean and so, like, you can tell how much effort he puts into it and in, into improving, even though he's mainly a gamer from what I understand. Yeah, um, and, uh, Yeah, no, he's he's legit. Like he's a very good player out there. So yeah, he's he's a great person. There's a million others I would love to name, but those are sort of the three that came to mind. You could, yeah, you could say there's, there's, yeah, there's potential. For me, like with with my work and the, the stuff that I paint, um, it's always been about the story. How does this make the viewer feel? Um, I mean, obviously, when I grab something like this, you know, this is the Blue Black Hot Dog book, obviously, but this piece, I said that, uh, this piece by John Blanche really sort of, this is one of the first pieces I saw in the hobby. You can still hear me okay, yeah? Yep, I can hear you loud and clear. Yeah, like, this is one of the, the pieces that really got me into the hobby and, and really sort of influenced my style. Even though I don't consider my style to be brand shitsu at all, it's, it's not brand shitsu. Um, I think that the ethos of what John Blanche does does with and did with his artwork it was always about telling there's a larger story and a smaller story and for me I like focusing on the smaller story and I think the thing that people get confused is smaller stories don't have to be small 
So with the diorama, and I would like to talk about the diorama if you know you want to. I got off tons of time, so whatever. Um, I can see Signarly going crazy in the chat, so it's distracting. <laughs> but um, you know, the smaller story to me just means that it's more intimate, right? With the viewer, with the artist, with the lore and the universe behind it, like. 40k is so obnoxiously expansive that you have to shrink it down to get good storytelling. And um, that's one of the things I love. I'm going to shout out um, a group of people who have never fucking heard of me and probably never will. <laughs> um, Cold Open Stories. Uh, they... Yeah. They put out probably some of my favorite Wargaming media ever because they're audio dramas, right? So they're like, think of them like they're plays or movies, but they're made to sound. Um, and I guess the thing is, is like they can portray so much with just that one media. Why can't we? What it goes on YouTube and Said we're streaming because I'm a dickhead. That's my whole thing. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're really fantastic, and what I love about them is they always show the the smaller story. And, and Colin, I'm not sure his last name, but Colin, the, the gentleman who who does it, who I believe owns it or whatever you want to call it. He really, he's, he's said before, he's been on a couple podcasts and said the goal of Cold Open is to zoom in on the life of those in 40k. Because it's so huge and we're always so focused on, you know, fucking Abaddon Crusades and stadiums fucking exploding and all this shit. Why don't we just look at a dude in a tower on some random place who's analyzing the echo of some random satellite and it's an amazing amazing story and that's what i love about it so with my paintings it's about that story like with the diorama it's about what's happening on that battlefield at that time it's not about the history it's not about the future it's it's about that and that's what i love about it or conveying that to me
You did it. Like, yeah. And I think the thing with Bernard, sorry, if I can just bomb my brain, so I gotta say. Grimdar, people have this fucking thing about Grimdar saying, like, oh, it has to be dirty and it has to be this and it has to be that. That's like, I don't think there's many established styles. I think there's like, um, you know, like heavy metal. Heavy metal is a style. Like, if you're gonna do heavy metal, like, there's some variation, this and that, but it's pretty fucking edge. I like the shit out of everything. Only use GW products when you get sacrificed. Like, that is that is heavy metal. Uh, or heavy metal. To me, Grimdark... Grimdark never meant this idea of... Destroyed and, 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 and filthy to the point of no reckoning. Like, Grimdark, to me, I got it from the tagline... In the uh, grim dark future of whatever, there is only war, right? So to me, if that is the story that it's telling, it's about that future. It's about that reality, right? That's the best way I can use it. That reality. So when you're painting grim dark, you're painting your reality. You're painting the model's reality. You're painting is an expression of the story and the reality that that character lives in. So that doesn't mess. If your character is a fucking palace guard on a paradise world, he's not going to be rusty and this and that. But I would still consider that kind of grimdark because you're still painting in that reality. So maybe I should call it setting painting, but the setting painting box doesn't sound cool. So I'm not going to name it that, right? It's the grimdark box, it's the grimdark style because you're telling that reality. just gonna do this. Because I don't know what you're gonna say, but I'm not naming your name. Um, you're a motherfucker, you are.
Listen, like, if that's how you want to change Vimdar, fucking do it. I'm not your daddy. Like, I don't have to, you know, like, I'm not, but the thing is, is, with the Grimdark style, when you're painting, like, Battlefield units, to me, they should be more weathered, they should be more dramatically based, they should, and I really agree with uh, Sizzler saying that there's nuances and methods, and it's like, you're totally right, because... When you're painting 40k models, especially for Tyranny, what you're painting is those models in some sort of battle. And in my opinion, that should be reflected on the model. And I do think it should be sort of overblown, like, a little bit. There's sort of a dramatic reality. But at the same time, in my opinion, and, and like I said, this is all my opinion. You don't have to fucking listen. But when you do stuff like just cover in Streaking Grime and, and, and do that, Streaking Grime is a fantastic tool. That's all it is. Yeah. You don't use this to paint your model, and you don't use this to fucking magnetize. So, like, to me, Streaking Grime, it's like, if you have a green Streaking Grime or a brown Streaking Grime, and your models are in, like, an urban environment, unless your story is that they just came out of a sewer or whatever... Like, it doesn't really make sense for me. And I guess my point that I'm trying to get across is is just that there's tools that you can use, and yeah, use the shit out of them if you love them. And I mean, use them anyway, I don't care. But if it doesn't make sense, I think it takes away from the model, and I think that people who do that can do better because they are very skilled painters. They are very skilled at choosing products and using products, but I think that like me using an airbrush, we talked about this before, Ted. I was using it as a crutch, and that's why I tried so hard to get away with it. I think some people tend to fall in that too. Like, I just do think it's a crutch. Just do that. I don't really fucking care how you paint your models. I just don't like it, but who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> like honestly, our, our you know? Also, I think my camera just disappeared. Give me like two seconds. I'm sorry. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, you're good. But so you saw it, but you are like kind of still like in the middle.
When we uh, when we get to our uh, our little project there in the future, I mean, we can surely use the ship. I mean, you know. Yeah, I'm just gonna hold this. I'm just gonna hold this so I don't have to. Same. in and, and everything's ready so we're I've been I was I mean I'm covered in, in the same color and paint now so I was making it up today so yeah so why don't you walk us through this yeah um I mean there's a lot of shit as well as everything and also I'm watching the chat so if anybody has any questions at all feel free to throw them in there um so the Grimdark box started off as a school project, but because it's me, I have to blow everything out of proportion and get air over my head. And, um... <laughs> uh, essentially, what it is, is it's an all-in-one basing and weathering system for your miniatures. Um, so, included in the box are washes of all different sort of types and consistency, everything from what I would consider more like contrast paint washes. Um, yeah, washes that may be stained, washes that are more like GW shades, uh, that they do darken the model, stuff like that, but they go into the recesses. Um, so, and then there's stuff like texture paint, like this texture paint, I make it. Also, the other thing is, is I make everything myself. Um, all of it, it's nothing is just bought and repackaged. I don't believe in that. Um, so for me, I make everything myself. Uh, like I said, it's, it's very, uh, very professional of me. But yeah, man. And, and so there, there's a texture paint that I make myself. I'm working today. I think I've got the formula down. Um, there's going to be tufts. They're not like traditional tufts because I don't really like traditional tufts where they stick up. So. 
So they're still a type of chatterjack. It's just, you know, they're very fibrous like that, but they don't look like little, like, spiky bushes from, like, Mario Kart. Um, they're very natural. They're almost like, uh, if you imagine something sort of like a Scottish Highland grass area, you could use, because they come in large sheets and they're viscerous, you could use them just as a base. You could cut it out and just base that on your base and they'd be in a grassy field. So they're much more, in my opinion, like a natural texture. Um, we are, there's also pigment powders, which are the biggest pain in the ass in Pokebox. But there's pigment powders, there's a couple different ones. Um, honestly, I'm going to have to go, there's so much shit in this box and I don't have my book with me. I should have known I was getting that. But um, there's, yeah, there's different types of cork rocks, which are, you know, just basic basing materials, everything from like tiny little pebbles and uh, to rock to little pieces of slate to like heroic basing. Um, there's different washes to rub. There's a lot of washes in this box. There's like 17 different kinds of washes, I think, if not more. So, yeah. Basically, it's an all-in-one basing leathering kit for your miniatures, and it's all acrylic, water-based. Uh, there's zero solvents, anything needed. Um, and one of the driving motivations behind doing it that way, um, I don't have anything against solvents or against streaking grime or any of these enamel effects. I think they're great. But um, I have asthma. I'm, I'm an asthmatic. I have been since I was a little kid. And... I have to basically wear one of those giant, you know, Astros uh, respirators uh, just to just to paint my models, and I didn't want to do that. And um, so, <clears throat> sorry, I just got distracted. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, so I didn't want to do that. So it's all acrylic, water based, and it's all um, yeah, it's all chemical free. I'm not a partner at all, uh, so um, but I, I work with um, Jason Kaufman, and I don't do his work. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much, yeah. Which is fine, right? Because what I'm doing is I'm just kind of adding like crazy things on top of other things. So the question that I have for Matthew is you're working on basically Is this the first time you're doing this? 
Just a bit further. Sort of, it's specifically made to weather and, and look like 
Yes, add texture, add debris, stuff like that. So this box is yeah. Um, this box is very much like a. It's an all-in-one kit for facing and weathering in the way that it allows you to do kind of whatever you want. Like there's such a hugely diverse range of products in the box, you can really do whatever the fuck you want. Um. Yes, there's a lot of stuff in there for basing. Uh, there's texture paints, there's tufts, there's stuff like that. But the weathering part is just as you know equally important. And then the washes, the way you apply them, like it's just fucking paint. You can paint. You know what? I want someone to go paint a heavy metal, you know, space marine with this box just for sure. You can like it's the way you apply the products. But yeah, like the basing, weathering, it's all there. Everything you need. Yeah, two different types. Yeah, so there's two different types of blood effects. So there's like that very bright, vibrant, um, sort of fresh blood. Exactly. Um, so there's that, and then there's a dark, uh, dark blood. I said dark rust, which is also that. But there's the dark blood as well that looks more dry but still very very glossy um to add that bit of texture uh but yeah no it's um so there's two different ones Definitely, like, a lot of my sales right now, like, what I'm working with is retail because it gives me a great opportunity as a company to get the box to more people. Um, you know, working with, I won't, I won't name any names just for privacy's sake, but working with the stores that I'm working with, you know, they have a wide audience and they have a, this wide reach and, you know, making it available to more people and the there are a variety of, of products that i'm selling i'm selling the washes individually i'm selling the texture individually and i'm selling two different sizes of box but the the box itself is kind of the you know the main focus that's sort of the, the key point if you cover that you cover everything else so um you know with the retail stuff it's like if i can get this into their hands and they can show it to people yeah, it helps my sales. Like, I'm not going to lie here. You know, it's a business. It's got to make money. But at the same time, it can get to more people and, and sort of improve their hobby through that. And uh, the individual sales are very sort of like on the go. I've had people talk to me about it and, and this and that. And I'd be happy to, if, if anybody's interested for an individual one, just shoot me a message on Instagram. But right now, sort of the focus is the retail and like, get that base set up and then uh, move on uh, direct to consumer a little bit more.
That's what we were talking about
So, here's the difference, is that Grimdark has a style. I don't think you can put that in necessarily a category, right? Where I feel like post-apocalyptic is a very specific, it's sort of like a, a trope. Um, like, if you go watch... Well, it's coming up on anniver my anniversary on Valentine's Day, so I'm going to have to watch these fucking movies. But, you know, if you watch, like, The Notebook, like Nicholas Clark, or if you watch, you know, whatever, I don't know what other movies he's done, like Interview with John, stuff like that. Okay, they all have... Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I, trust me, PSK, I'm going to get it back around to Mad Max, I promise. This is just how my brain works, so you're just going to have to go for it. <laughs> so basically, um, when you watch like a Nicholas Clark movie, there's very, very, thank you, Lauren. Uh, there's very, very specific, um, you know, places that they go. They go into places with a lot of contrast, a lot of scenery. Um, they use those sort of environments to their benefit. Right? So, post-apocalyptic is the same thing, right? But when I think post-apocalyptic, first thing that comes to my mind is Fallout, uh, the Fallout game. Because that's, I grew up playing the Fallout game. I love Fallout. Uh, I always love Fallout. So, Fallout has a very particular vibe to it. Whether that's old world, old world, I can't say the word, old world uh, feel, you know, that sort of um, steampunky, yeah, retro futurism, that sort of thing. Yeah. That, to me, is very post-apocalyptic, and it's more of a fight for survival. It's man versus, you know, man versus man, man versus nature. There's that specific sort of trope that you hear. Survival of the fittest. Yeah, exactly. And, it, and, it's, and it's, that's the key, is it's that survival. And it's their goal is to survive or to get somewhere that is better. Grimdark, to me, is an expression of not necessarily apocalypse or, or the apocalypse or anything like that, but it's an expression of that horrid reality that is war and that is that sort of suffering aspect, whether it's civilian or military or space marines or whatever. It's that idea that there is this great, I, I guess I gotta use the term darkness, that has to be overcome or that is the reality and it's to me it's more of a it doesn't have to be and it can't be and they can cross over easily i think and but grimdark to me is it's like it's that reality of specifically war 
And maybe this is just because 40k is sort of been knocked into my brain over time, but it's that reality of war, that reality of this militaristic society and, and, and that sort of thing that in Grimdark, yeah. And then on top of that, when you get into Grimdark painting, for me, it's that expression of the battlefield, specifically the, the soldier, um, you know, the person who is affected by war. That is sort of the, the reality of the Grimdark painting style for me. So that would be the difference. Yeah, thanks, buddy. I think that, um, for, for, sorry, sorry, I think, like, like, I just saw TFK said, thanks, Daniel, I like to paint what I call mad punk version of, like, quote, cyberpunk and, and, and post-apocalyptic, and that sounds fucking awesome, and I'd love to see photos of that if you have any, um, that's gonna be in Discord if you can, but, you know, I think that idea of post-apocalypse and that sort of idea that there is no, there's not really a goal outside of that sort of survival instinct. It's very, even though technology is advanced on a mental level, it's very basic. And I like that a lot. I think it's very cool to where it's this survival, it's this basic need to enhance their group or enhance something like that. Whereas with, <clears throat> sorry, take a quick breath. Uh, whereas with Grimdark, it's very, to me, and I think that Grimdark aspect to Garn is a great representation of it because it's like, you have that sort of, I, I don't matter, the man behind me doesn't matter, but us as a group reaching for this, you know, unreachable goal is what matters, and it's sort of a, a consequence of their situation, you know? Oh, God, I fucking hate that face. <laughs> yeah. It's me, I'll turn it guys. It's very simple. Very, very simple. But it was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's all on that. Anything else? You're super zoomed in on it. Yeah. 
be the right word, but I think realizing that, because when I'm at college, I live in a little one-bedroom college apartment with my girlfriend, and she got home one time, and I just finished airbrushing Sleeping Grind, like Mary, and it was middle of winter, the the thing, everything was open, so it was freezing cold, and she just said, she's like, you know, I had an air filter right there, and she's like, you know, this is, like, bad. And I was like, I, and it was the first time I had done it, and normally, like, where I normally clean at home here, um, I have, like, a very filtered area, and it's not a big deal. And then I did it there, and I just wasn't even thinking. And then I realized, and I put, you know, basically it was the first instinct and then i was just like okay well i can't do this anymore so you know that's obvious not even just for my sake and my health you know i don't want to wear a fucking respirator anymore and also you know you don't want to you know piss the wife off it's just not not good for anybody so <laughs> um you know when i i started using a lot of acrylic wax which i'd never really done a ton before I, you know me, I had always been big into oil washes, whether it was water-soluble oils, whether it was regular oils, Miami oils. That was always my, my jig. Like, I, I used a lot of acrylic washes, but they were the same thing as base paints to me. Like, I just applied them to, to fulfill that before the weathering. And I just realized, I'm like, oh shit, you can weather with acrylics. Like, it's totally possible, and it's not that hard to do, but all the stuff you do is the same thing. You know, you go get Vallejo brown wash and or or Citadel, you get Agrax Earthshade and with the shades they're very much meant to enhance rather than grind down in my opinion. Like Citadel shades for me, it's like if you put Agrax over something, you're gonna put it over like a gold or over a red and it's gonna you know, it's gonna enrich that color. Um, I didn't necessarily want that. And with this, the Vallejo ones, it was like, the washes were very good, and I like Vallejo, but they just felt like watered-down acrylic paint, and then I started just watering down acrylic paint and realized that's all they were. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. They're selling a product, like, you know, do your thing, but uh, you can make it yourself, and it's a lot better and a lot easier. So what I wanted to do with the box initially was just kind of make a bunch of tools that I would like, and this was right around the time that you were sort of getting into Grimdark. So I had started this before we met, but when I started making it real, we were already good friends, and you were just getting into weathering and stuff like that, so trip by Kevin.
Exactly, and, and so the whole goal with the Gengar Fox and making it all a Turlite was always just kind of like, well, not only does it like remove the excess fucking bullshit that you have to go through constantly with the solvents and this and that, but it's like, if you invest, fuck you, Shaking Man, um, kidding, it's a great product, but you know, for me, it was like, let's just take out this and see if we can still do the same thing and i realized okay we can't do the exact same thing which that's um you know that's just uh, a factor of life like that's the medium you can't do the exact same thing you can't use really the takeaway method with acrylics that's not really how they work um i guess technically you could but just not get into that um very yeah it takes forever so what I wanted to do was create a line of products that was good in their own right. Um, so the Gringar Fox contents, they're not necessarily a substitute, um, but they're their own products and can be manipulated and used in their own ways. And that's why with the acrylic washes, the ink washes, I mean, they're all acrylic, but I, I separate them. One's a pigment ink, it's slightly different. Like, with the ink washes, the variants are very much like the panel line and very much like contrast, whereas the acrylic washes are much more of like a GW shade, uh, shade paint and much more of a weathering paint. So, for me, I gave every reasonable sort of box that you could fill with washes between panel lining, weathering, contrast, acetate, uh, texture, you know, texture paint, stuff like that, like, I tried to make those boxes, those big boxes, and give you a product for each of them, and then make them apply that way, and so, that's sort of the idea.
should be to know that I just, or I want you to know because everyone else saw it, how fucking hard I rolled my eyes when you said drink the water. It's just... Yeah, bad one. Yeah? I'm kidding. No. Anyway. It's already there. It's uh, if people want them, I'm just gonna put that out there. If people want one, um, whether you're if you're a store owner uh, and you want one, DM me. Let me know all about it. If you want one individually, just DM me and uh, we'll work it out. It's um, the price is very consistent. Uh, of course, I give a, a retail discount to to retailers, but there's a minimum order. We can figure all that shit out. It's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, if you want one like now, if you want one as an individual purpose or anything like that, just shoot me a message at JL Paint Minis on Instagram and uh, we'll talk there. And yeah. Not Prussia or whatever the yeah, fuck the stupid thing. Fucking hate orcs. Anyway, uh, I, I know that a bunch of people were like, they're like, oh, JL's actually okay. And I just said I hate orcs. All of them were like, I hate orcs.
Yeah, don't fucking talk to me about stock cars I block you. That's why that's what the diorama is. So he's like, I don't know, just fucking paint the models and I'll draw them on a diorama. Yeah, man. Uh it's I mean Yeah, I mean it's pretty but like, so the Oakland Crusaders is my like personal custom chapter, whatever you want to call it. It's basically just took my two chap, my two favorite chapters, uh, which are the Black Templars and the Ultramarines, and just went with this. Um, so they're very much like Ultramarines, um, more on the Black Templar side in terms of like their beliefs, and that uh, main reason I did that was just because. Uh, main reason I did that was just because I really like the lore of the Black Templars, and I write lore myself, and there's going to be full books and everything that go along with this diorama. Um, so it was just very fun for me to do it that way. Essentially, what this is is the diorama is going to have 1,000 models on it. Um, that's the plan is to have about 1,000 models, and or not about a, a thousand or more probably going to be around that mark most of them going to be infantry i'm not really counting vehicles in that thousand model count so a thousand infantry and a bunch of vehicles and uh it's going to be there so i'm i went to university initially to be a history major both under history majors graduating this year with her degree in it we both love history and uh world war one was always sort of my favorite period of history i mean i shouldn't shouldn't say favorite, but, um, you know, it's very interesting to me. Yeah, and so trench fighting and that sort of style of warfare has always been uh, really, really interesting, and so my guys are trench fighters, um, so the whole diorama is essentially going to be at their fortress monastery on this world, and I'm just going to mention that uh, you hear it's going to start in the fortress monastery at the top, and then it's going to be a tiered trench line all the way down. Um, I'm getting custom chapter master, custom a bunch of stuff from the whole whack of my friends on online here. And I'll give a shout out to uh, 
at Dusty Paintbox once again on Instagram. Amazing sculpt, amazing human being. Um, and also at the Bits Basher, uh, just guy blows my mind every day with his work and and yeah so i'm gonna be hopefully working with them in the future and doing a bunch of stuff so yeah thousand models big diorama big thing that i'm never gonna be able to move out of my basement so yeah take any help I can get. I just had an accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the time I finish the diorama, I'll have a thousand models in my basement. Yeah, except actually my diorama will be done. I'll be able to run off to my house. <laughs> Maybe you guys can come to your house and I'll show you some of my my yard heavy stuff. Such created. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so at this point now, it's just like we're just looking at stuff and going, "Oh, that's cool." Like even the story didn't make any sense. Like the yeah. story was just like, "Oh, that's cool." Like the story didn't make any sense. <laughs> so it's been a day of just like like those putting the work in. Even with uh, the stuff with the mom and dad and stuff like that, like going to the airport and picking up my mom and dad, like we stopped for like at least an hour and a half just for the same story. Yeah. Probably, yeah, easily more than that. Yeah, easily. Like we had one hour to talk to them. Yeah, 
If you don't know what the Monoball is, go read the first three books of the Horus Heresy series and get your head in your ass. Those are fucking incredible books. Go read Horus Rising and other stuff. Anyway. Yeah, but fuck it off. The whole point of these things, you know, <laughs> the Discord has allowed us to have the money that we have. If, you know, if you're busy Oh, the show is either going to be really, really good or it's going to be uh, just bad. Yeah, I guess we'll wait till it hits a peak and then we'll see if it's going to be good. 
I hope for like a good luck no one's fucking about to take this. Looks better than the picture you sent me. The picture you sent me looks nice. It's corny as shit, but honestly, it's just great. Like, meeting. I don't know, I'm gonna try and make this one sound sadder. It's, it's just fucking. But, you know, like, you know, you're my best friend, and, you know, you're a great, <clears throat> great friend of mine, and, you know, you've gotten me through a lot of the hot. Like, you go, if you go look on my Instagram, I haven't fucking painted it. I haven't picked up a paintbrush since November 17th. And I think I've made some pretty decent strides in the hobby, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, the, the things that I'm doing and the things that Headache is doing um, are really, really different, but we go and we support each other because we're friends. And, and to me, that's a lot of what Warhammer's about. Like, you know, everyone likes to use the tagline, Warhammer's for everybody, but a lot of the people don't fucking mean it. And I think, you know, they should. 
like Warhammer is for everybody. This is a hobby where we are mostly grown adults in our 20s, 30s and up that paint little plastic toy soldiers or aliens and go throw dice at them with our friends. And it is the best, sometimes the most cruel, brutal time. And it's, you know, it, it's fantastic. And I think that, you know, with COVID and everything like this going on, and the world can be pretty hard sometimes. And I think that uh, kids, teenagers gotta, you know, support each other. And I'm not talking about the parents. Fuck the parents. You know, like, that's not what I'm talking about. You know, this is about the people in the community and, and the people around it. And, um, you know, support one another and, and help each other out. And, you know, be mean to your friends sometimes. Because, like, Ted, they mean it. <laughs> well, it's not keep them, it's mean keep them in check. Because uh, these things are fucking dangerous. Seen one, but there's have you ever seen the Paper Wars? Oh, it's a great segue into the show. Yeah, <laughs> that was an absolutely great segue.
watching this on YouTube or on podcast or whatever. Really appreciate you sticking to the end and uh, I'd love to be back on and thank you for supporting Ted and supporting me. It means a lot. He's put a unbelievable amount of fucking work into this show. So just as much as he's sitting there and talking about the Grimdark Files, he's also talking about how to make this show great as it can be and I'm really fucking like I'm proud of him, I'm proud of the show, it's just been an awesome experience. If you're interested, I'm going to do the pitch, I'm going to do the fucking pitch, I'm sorry. If you're interested in the Grimdark Box, at JLJinksMinis on Instagram, just shoot me a message. Even if you don't want to buy one and you want to just know more about it, that's cool with me. Just shoot me a message, ask me about it. Um, lastly, about Warhammer, don't be a dick. Um, be kind to each other, it's a hard fucking world out there right now and um just uh enjoy your hobby enjoy the time that you've got uh doing the hard hobby and um yeah welcome back anytime and always a lot of fun buddy